When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another, 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 another fierce episode of It's a Mess Podcast. I'm Peppermint. And I am Caswell, and I just woke (laughs) up, so if I sound... You need to sit up. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> okay. Like I'm laying right Come here on, with my microphone on my chest. I'm fucking fine. <laughs> and everyone's gonna fucking do. Well, you look good. You look it's nice to see you laying horizontally recording a podcast. It seems comfortable. Is it are you jealous? <laughs> I'm not jealous. I'll lay down too. You know, we we should we should do it like remember when Madonna <laughs> did a bedtime stories? Remember Madonna Bedtime Stories when she released the album and she did this thing at Webster Hall and she, she was in the bed? Do you remember that? No. Don't tell me you don't remember that. Of course I remember that, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> she was being her uh-huh. normal bitchy self wearing some uh-huh. silk robe and shit like that. And then she yelled at the audience to shut up, guys. I'm trying to read this fucking read book. Don't you want to hear my story? <laughs> I didn't, I mean, sans the bitchiness, I think it'd be cool to, like, have, like, a bedtime episode where we're, like, in bed and, like, reading. I don't know. Not reading. Bitch, but like, you know. I think we should do that every week. I'm down for a bedtime episode. <laughs> before before sunrise. <laughs> I'm down for a bedtime episode. I love bed. I spend, you know, I spend my whole fucking day on my bed. I do my, my work on my bed. I do everything on my fucking bed. It's my office, too. You know what? I actually woke up today. And got back in bed to get to continue working. Like I woke exactly. up, got, I like doing some work, got out of bed, went to do everything I had to do, went get some food, did everything, and then once that was watched a little TV and then went back to my bed, crawled up, and you know I have a loft bed, so I crawled all the way back upstairs to my loft bed. You do to lay down. You know I've never, yeah, I've never to, even been in your bedroom. I've, you've never been invited. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask. I know my boundaries. I don't ask people shit. I've known you so long. I've never been in your bedroom. I did not know you had a loft bed. I did not know you had a climb. I know every night. <laughs> So is, do you have a lot of room between your bed and your ceiling? I can stand. I can crouch between my bed and my... So, wait, between the bed and the ceiling? Yeah. Oh, uh, above? Yeah. Um, I have... You, you, uh, you can kneel. Like, you know, you could stand bent over or you could kneel. It's not... It probably doesn't feel good to stand on the bed, but there's probably like, I don't know, four feet uh, of space I'm between not, me and the ceiling. I'm not down with that college dorm sex. So you have to... You have to, no. You have to... You have to <laughs> is your like hair rubbing against your ceiling when you're like having sex? No. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, yeah, I can like I can barely touch the. You know, I live in New York. I have like eleven foot tall ceilings. Yeah, I have popcorn ceilings. Yeah, mine are really, really high. So mine are pretty high. You know, but mine are pretty high. Mine aren't popcorn. Mine are regular. But but bottom line is, I have plenty of room. It's like the bed is about a little more than halfway splitting the room. Like you know, you can barely stand under it, and then you could you could certainly kneel on it. And still have feet of space over your head, and that's fine. I don't. I ain't standing on my bed. You can still have your feet Who's, over uh, your head. <laughs> the point is, a bedtime episode sounds good. 
All right, we'll do it. We'll do the bedtime episode. Contrary to popular belief, this is an advice podcast. People write in all the time uh, to get their questions answered. And by the way, we should just go ahead and um, tell people what our social media is, which is... At It's A Mess Podcast. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Our Twitter is pretty fucking new. So uh, hit us up. Follow us. We got goals. Uh So hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. And if you have a question to send us, we have an email button on our Instagram, or you can hit us up at askkazandpep at gmail.com. And we have plenty of emails all the time, but I go through all of them, and I put them in accordingly. So give us your details. Anyway, back to Exemplary Queen, please. That's right. So this week and every single week, we have a brand new segment of our show where we honor the movers and shakers and the best tastemakers, I was just trying to rhyme, of the LGBT in and out of the LGBTQ plus uh, community. And that section is called Exemplary Queens. This week's Exemplary Queen is Mila Jam. She is a visionary. She's an actress. She's a singer. She's a dancer. Um, And she's... Okay, full disclosure, she's one of my best friends. <laughs> and maybe we'll have her on as a guest one day. She actually was a featured uh, reader, a question reader in season one of It's a Mess. Um, can't remember which episode. I would love to have anyway, her Anyway, she is, you should check her out. She's definitely, um, she's, she's just, I can't say enough great things about her, but you, you may not have heard of her just yet. You might have seen her featured on my social media, on Laverne Cox's social media, because she's a part of our really close circle of friends, but she's about to have an explosive year. Um, and for those of you that live in New York City, you're lucky because you'll be able to catch her at a concert uh, coming up this month on January 8th at DROM, presented by Major Stage. You can go to uh, MajorStage.com for tickets. Uh, so check her out at her show. You can go to follow her at The Mila Jam on her social medias. And if you haven't seen, she's a fabulous, brilliant singer who does a great job of of mixing her activism and her beautiful talents. She is the trans woman who you might have seen naked, featured in all over from the subway to Times Square to the hills of wherever she was, uh, basically posing naked with the words, stop killing us all over her. And it's kind of an, um, a nod to the senseless crimes and senseless murders of trans women of color. And so she she's all about the activism piece, but she's also a really fierce and dope singer, songwriter, and dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to check her out. She just completed a fabulous run in Seattle uh, of Head Over Heels, uh, which is, uh, she played the role of Pythia, which some of you may or may not even know that I originated that role on Broadway. And it's so great to see Mila um, carrying on the legacy and even taking it to new heights. And so you missed that because that was last month in December. I think the last show was New Year's. But um, in any event, she uh, she smashed that and now she's back. She's about to release a new album. You're going to love her. And Wendy will have her on. That is this week's exemplary queen. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, she's a really amazing, sweet person. So she's extremely approachable and she's very sweet. So if you see her in New York City or San Francisco Approach or, her. or the airport <laughs> or Waffle House or wherever she might be, definitely say hi to her. She's one of my favorite people as well. So I, yeah, we definitely got to get Mila on as a guest. When I come to New York, that'll be first on my list. I love her. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so this this week is all about revenge. And I was saying before, we got a lot. I think the most emails we get from people are about revenge. And they what they, is they, that? they they have an idea of what they, they have an idea of the the revenge <laughs> that they want to get. And they want to double check with us, or they need an idea for revenge. Most people, most of y'all already know what the fuck you want to do to fuck up somebody's life that you think did you wrong, and you want to be like, "Well, before I take this step in the darkness, I want to ask two other shady people <laughs> if it will work." I actually think I'm ten times more shady than you, but I I might agree with that. I know you would, but let's go. I want to go into the first question because I got All right, DJ. I'm ready. All right, here we go. <laughs> cue the music hey guys i love 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 the podcast you guys actually give really good advice to some pretty shady people lol i'm laughing because i'm probably one of those shady people anyway i know you like details so i'm a cisgender white female 24 years old writing to you from just outside san diego I was dating this guy for about four months and I caught serious feelings for him. He broke up with me about a month ago and he is now dating my sister. (laughs) Just to be honest, my sister is a hoe. (laughs) She has slept around She has slept around with some of her boy with some of her friends' boyfriends and ex-boyfriends before, so this isn't necessarily out of character out of character for her. But I didn't think she would stoop so low as to do it to her own sister. Sister, um, me and my whole family have taken sides, and the majority of my relatives have taken my side on this. We actually got into a huge fight on Thanksgiving over her lack of loyalty to her friends and family. Her poor point of view seems to be that she doesn't mind damaged goods, and if I'm not with them anymore, then there shouldn't be any problem. Well, there definitely is a problem. And just looking at her gets completely under my skin and I get fueled with anger whenever I see her. My issue is I want to get revenge on my sister. What her new boyfriend, now my ex-boyfriend, doesn't know about her is she is actually an ex-convict. My sister went to prison for about 14 months back in 2017 for dealing drugs out of her home with her then roommate. My sister is very sensitive about who knows her shady past, and I know she's keeping it a secret from him. I'm thinking of ways I could leak the information to him. I'm sure if he found out that she was an ex-con, chances are that he would think twice about dating her. Let me know what you guys think or if you have any better advice for revenge because I, for real, want to get even with her. Love, Shay Kool-Aid Mudslide. First of all, I love your name. It's delicious sounding and I love Shea Kool-Aid. Um, so great job, Caswell. Thanks. <laughs> Second just, of all. Just doing my job. Um, listen, I... This is a tough one because on one hand... He does deserve to know. I think we all deserve to know, like, whether we all, everyone has a past. And I think we all deserve to know, like, if someone that we're dating is really, like, a drug dealer or a convict or been in jail or killed somebody or stole something or burned down, you know, some uh, an orphanage or something. And so I think we deserve to know some of the, like, sins of the past of our, of our partners that we're with. 
But I really don't think, I can't think of a single situation where this would, okay. Telling him Spit is, it out. Might, may, <laughs> telling him might make you feel good because maybe he'll dump her, cool. But I really do think that like if if somebody, I can't think of a single situation where somebody gossiped about some somebody's boyfriend and it didn't get back to the person, right? Like in this case, it wouldn't get back, it would get back to her sister that she told. Right. And I think that's just gonna cause more rifts and drop, that's not, no one's gonna be like, oh, he dumped me and okay, oh, you got me, good one. I love you for that. Like, that's not gonna be the reaction. And so I'm thinking about the reaction of people here. I can't imagine that this would be a good reaction, no matter what way you cut it. Well, my initial reaction was because you're sisters, you have the right to whoop her ass. Like, I'm, I, I'm not an advocate for hitting females. I'm just saying because you're sisters and because but. you're family and you've done it before, <laughs> but. If she spent four, which means I am. If she spent fourteen <laughs> months in the clink, she might mm-hmm. know some moves you don't know. She might carry a shank. <laughs> you might yeah. not. You 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 might not. She's ready. Yeah, you might not want to throw hands on her because she might have bigger hands than you. I don't know what the situation is, and she didn't even mention that. And that must have been the first thing that came to her mind. I mean, your sister is trash. If she does this all the time, which you said, like she's always she. It, this isn't foreign to her hooking up with friends ex-boyfriends and now sisters i mean stepping on your actual sister's ex-boyfriend it doesn't matter if they're if they're an ex and it doesn't matter who broke up with who i mean you don't sleep with your friends ex-boyfriends especially just a month after they break up there's no loyalty or respect on that you're gonna there isn't but you know what what kind of dude is this first of all like Wow, what a great guy. Is he an innocent victim? Exactly. I mean, every guy knows that he's sleeping with his sister's, you know, like, girlfriend, girlfriend, sister. Everybody, he knew that he was switching. Trash. You know what I mean? So, like, he's also, so they're all, you know, like, they're all in the same boat. And, I mean, you know what, when you just started thinking about that, of course I was thinking of, like, sixty our shows, 60 Days in, Lock Up, Love After Lock Up, like, all these shows that we watch. And I'm thinking of like, you know what, aside from the fact that her sister might be able to fight and might have learned a thing or two, I don't really know. But I feel like when you're in jail, you have nothing to do but sit around and like obsess on the petty stuff. You know, who sold my crackers? Exactly. Or whatever. Like He, you could, know? he could probably so I- <laughs> already pick up on the fact that she was in prison. Just based on That's the fact that- That's what I'm trying that's- to say. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you, they probably wake up, they probably wake up in the morning and she's like, are you going to finish that coffee? <laughs> exactly. You know, that's what I'm saying. You want, you, you know? you want that honey bun? Did you bun? move my- <laughs> You want that honey bun? <laughs> I give you $25 for a cigarette. You know, like I think that that's that that has got to reveal itself. So if if this if this girl, if this woman, the ex-convict, is as banji as her sister describes, then some of this may be coming out anyway. So what I'm saying is, you don't need. How long do you have to wait to find out that to realize that you're the person you're dating spent so long in jail? I mean, it's not going to be very long. It's going to reveal itself without you having to say. And you should just sit back. And have a clear conscience knowing that you had nothing to do with it. 
Look, Shea Coulee, in the wise words of Cardi B, Cardi B was, before she was super famous and she was just on mm-hmm. Love and, was she on Love and Hip Hop New York? Was that what she was on? Mm-hmm. When there was a reunion show, which there were some really good fights with her on that show. <laughs> if you really want to recap, Cardi B has not changed. But uh, she had said, my revenge is you being with him because he's exactly. all yours now. And that that's how I feel. Like, if he's trash because now he's sleeping with his ex's sister and she's trash then they deserve each other your sister obviously does not exemplify good choices and i i I mean i look i'm the first person to come up with something really creative if you want to get (laughs) even with somebody but i honestly think it's like you should take a look at your life like I'm just assuming that you have your life together more than your sister. I assume that you're not going to jail anytime soon. I'm assuming that you abide by the law for the most part. You mind your own business. And it's that's the thing. The fucked up thing is like, is there some shortage of men in the San Diego area? I mean, they, they don't I live. Mean, it's not just the San Diego area. It's also this kind of stuff happens all the time. I, I think you- I think your sister actually enjoys. I think your sister is one of those fucked up hoes that actually enjoy sleeping with a friend's ex or an ex-friend's ex or a sister's ex. I think I think she's one of those fucked up people in the head that actually think that it 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 makes her look better. Like it makes her feel better about herself. What like, that she's now Yeah, because you do it dude. all the time. Like that's something I never ever do and I stay away from it as far back away from that type of shit and that drama as I can cuz you know, I don't want I don't want to fuck up somebody's feelings, you know. So I, I, I think it's a little bit, I think it's, I mean, I'm going to go a little bit deeper. I think it's more than just somebody just enjoys this. I think it's, there's some people who don't have, who, on, this is real talk, don't have much else going on in their life. And what we need is excitement. And if you don't have, if you're not writing a book, if you're not getting an award or being promoted or have a great job or have people who depend on you, like, you know, um, you know, making great changes and making a difference in life, then what's going to excite you tonight is getting in a fight with somebody. What's going to excite you tonight is stealing something or hurting somebody or getting, having a, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not generalizing. Some people obviously have a necessity or something else wrong in their life, but it is, it does connect with, it does reverberate with our feelings to go through a situation like this. And maybe this makes her feel important or needed or wanted or desired and, or worthy in some in some way. And I think that that is, that's something that we all, I have no idea how the sister feels or what she's thinking or what's going on through her mind. But I do think that kind of is, it speaks to the, that need that we all have. And so, you know, but what's the alternative? Like this dude is, what do you want him back? Right. I mean, <laughs> he's not the one. Well, I think that, I think that what she really wants is to have her sister go through the kind of, pain and embarrassment that she went through when she found out that mm-hmm. her that her sister did it to her. And I think all she right. needs to do is sit back with a big bowl of popcorn and watch the fucking movie and enjoy every bit Honey, of it. Honey, the show is gonna... This is only act one, darling. Honey, and she lost what, what I assume would be a loyal sister and a loyal friend. She only has... I mean, I don't know how many sisters she got, but she only has... You know, there's only one you and you're in the family. So I honestly, I honestly think you should just let this go and be like, let him have her. That will be revenge on him. Let her have him. You know, I mean, you can re- look, look, For I know I said <laughs> the sisters are sisters. They're going to mess up. You're going to hate each other. You're going to love each other. That happens. You're going to screw each other over. 
and that's what happens with sisters. But with with guys, they they screw each other, they screw the girls over, and then and then that's it. Like there's no apologizing, there's no coming back, there's no making amends, there's no we are we're really connected in a deeper. There's nothing. It's just they they'll screw your mom, they'll screw you, they'll steal your stuff and leave, and you'll never hear from them again. And so this dude, I don't really know this dude, and he's not a part of the prop the thing that. You, but I think the focus needs to be on him instead of women always fighting with each other. You know, yes, what your sister did is wrong, but she's only 50% responsible for it. He's the other 50% responsible. Let her have him. And, you know, what kind of prize is he? It remains to be seen. But the best beginning of a story is a man and a woman walk in the bar. She's She just got out of jail and he cheated with the sister. There's definitely more to this story. Right. <laughs> right. So I say kick back. Let her have him. Let him have her. Let them disintegrate on their own and you don't have to do shit. Now, I, I really mean that. And if I thought there was something that you should really do to get back and I had some amazing, creative, mail in a box of dog shit to somebody idea, then I would definitely say it. But I honestly think that miserable people deserve each other. You should let her deal with her consequence that will come. All right, so let us know how that goes. We're going to put this in the recap episode if you let us know how this goes. And we're definitely going to work on that in 2020 to recap. And I want to fucking know. I've I've... I bet all the money in my wallet that they both end up going to the fucking clink. <laughs> oh, the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you know, you know that this sounds like what those they're gonna be get what those couple charges, which they get, both get pulled over with a pound of meth in the fucking trunk, mm. and they're both screaming and then writing love letters through the toilets and shit like that, like you know, oh my God. fish and shit. The and then write fish, fish and shit. shit. Have you watched that? Have you watched that show? Of course Girls I have. What do you mean have I watched it? Are you crazy? <laughs> I know you look familiar. <laughs> <talking thing. laughs> All right. Let's go into the next question, which is question number two. All right. Question number two. <laughs> Cue music. Hey, guys. Give me a fake name, please. Done. I'm a drag queen residing in Austin, Texas. There's another queen that I've been working with for our drag shows for the past eight months. And recently I noticed she's been stealing my tips. I typically go on before her. And as you know, a lot of the tips that the customers give us will fall on the ground. So after my performance, I try my hardest to pick up all the tips, but a lot of them fall in front of the stage where I can't reach. She's elected one of her friends to pick up the tips after she goes on, but he also ends up picking up some of my tips that have fallen on the ground in front of the stage that I can't always reach in time. Shady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I bring them up to her, she says that, you know, I had the opportunity to pick them up, so if they're there after she performs, now they belong to her. <laughs> I'm not talking about a lot of money. It's probably between 10 and $20, but it's more about the moral act of picking up someone else's tips and, and her not taking me seriously when I tell her she's taking my money. Bitch! I don't care. I don't care if it's only $2. That's my money. Mm -hmm. I've told the manager, but he basically tells me to deal with it myself and that the tips I make are out of his control and not really his business. And actually that is legally true. Uh, <laughs> so here's the here's the side story. Oh, this, something tells me it's gonna be the main story. <laughs> There's this other drag queen that no longer works at the club. I'll call her Fancy. <laughs> and the current drag queen I'm having a problem with stole two pairs of Fancy shoes that she accidentally left there. <laughs> She has denied fancy. fancy. <laughs> With a fancy <laughs> she shoes. She has taken her shoes. 
But if I let the cat out of the bag, I know Fancy would whoop her ass because that's how she does things. Do you think I should take advantage of this opportunity for her to get her ass whooped or should I just sit tight? Maybe you have better ideas. Let a girl know. Sincerely, Miss Banji Caprice. The stars at night are big and bright and bright. Deep, deep in the heart of Texas. I do, every time I have a gig in Texas, I love to do that. <laughs> do you do it on stage? They just be dropping their drinks just to clap. <laughs> they do, honey. <laughs> I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm so fancy. Oh my gosh. Fancy gonna whoop her ass. (laughs) Yes, I think you should tell Fancy. Matter of fact, you should fucking. First of all, why don't you have a friend picking up your tips? Why is she the one with the friend? And why doesn't the bar have a designated person that's in charge? Because some of these queens do some crazy ass shit like pour water on themselves or throw glitter on themselves and the, the stage gets all fucking slippery and shit. Like if the club has their shit in check, then they have somebody that already works there, whether it's a bar back or some cocktail waiter or somebody that's there in charge of the stage to make sure that it's ready for the next queen to go on. So I don't know why they don't already have a dedicated person. I mean, maybe they're short on staff and shit like that. You got to bring your friends mm-hmm. in to collect your tips, but mm-hmm. have somebody there because tips are going to fucking fall no matter who you are. And some of the, some of the, some of these people that give tips, they just throw that shit at you when you're on stage at a bounces off your sequence and shit and then goes on the floor and you have to make sure that you get all of your coins before you get off and fuck it 10 or 20 dollars it that's your money it reminds me that might be cap fair home i used to i used to i used to uh I used to bartend back in the day at Posh on 51st Street. And I remember like the first meeting I had, the owner there, John, he was like, when you charge, when you charge for a, a Grey Goose and you charge $8, that's it's supposed to be eight twenty-five. That quarter, that's my quarter. You make sure I get my quarter. It just reminds me of that. That's your fucking dollar. And who cares if it's only ten dollars, twenty dollars? That's breakfast at the Waffle House when you all get out of work in the morning. That's that's a cab ride home. That's your money. If she's taking your fucking money and she's picking the money and and her and she just shrugs her shoulders with no concern at all when you're all hard working and all this shit costs money. We've been through this before, Pep. Like sequins cost money, these gowns cost money, whatever you pay less shoes. Oh, I know. Ain't no, nothing's free in entertainment. Certainly not drag. R.I.P. to pay less, by the way. Did you hear? What? They close all they're closing all their stores. Oh no, I, I didn't They're going out of business. I did not get that memo about pay less. But yeah, okay, you already talked to the boss. Check. Nothing done. You talk to her. Check. Ain't nothing gonna happen. So uh, you you gotta get her fired. She doesn't deserve to... She doesn't deserve... <laughs> you have to get her f- ass fired because you, you can't be working with... Some, you can't... The, the bottom line is you're there for your money. All of it. All of it. Every single dollar that falls in that ground belongs to you if it's thrown at you or given to you when you're on there. And if someone's gonna take your income, you gotta get rid of her. You Gotta get rid of her. Now, the only problem is I'm I'm all for I'm all for fancy giving her a fancy ass whooping if she stole her shoes. But that doesn't mean she's gonna lose her job. It doesn't mean it. That doesn't I mean agree. she's gonna lose her job. But I, I, I do think that what I think there's power in numbers, and I think that you get all the queens to have a little talk. All you queens, like at the end of the day, you pull up, you just you 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 just in your jeans, your wig caps, keep your rings on. All y'all, grab all you queens, because you you cannot be the only one that she's doing this to. And when she's sitting down, y'all walk into the. Let back. me tell you a story. What happened to me? Y'all, when I was let me just finish. Once. Y'all walk into the back dressing room. You lock that door, and she's sitting in the chair, and y'all all standing around here. Y'all like, 
keep your rings on, make some sounds with your knuckles, and be like, look, girl, we gonna have a little talk. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely agree. I don't I don't think you should put yourself out on the line. I think that you should, um, you know, try to talk to her in a reasonable way. And if it doesn't work, you know, you gotta get somebody else to get the tips as well. Um, I don't, I, so I pretty much, Caswell said, get somebody else to do the tips. I agree. Caswell said that you should talk to the other girls. I agree. And Caswell said that, I don't know, I don't think you should fight somebody. Um, Cause like Caswell said, if you get fancy to beat her up, she still might not lose her job. There was somebody who stole my shoes a while ago and I saw, we were working in the club and I accidentally left the shoes there. And a week later, I came back and they were on her feet. And they were basic shoes. They were black shoes. But you could tell. You just knew. Like, she wouldn't have these brand new shoes. Um, it just, it would be, like, at the same exact time, you could just tell. And it's possible, but it's not likely. And so and I mentioned it to another queen. And I was too shy to say anything at the time. But the other queen was more bold. And she, she stood up for me. And she went back and said, hey, girl, you stole her shoes. Of course, she denied it, and there was nothing we could do. Like, we couldn't, we did not beat her up. We did not go. But I, I'll tell you, I learned a lesson that day. What was you that? know, anything you leave behind in the club is you are going to lose it. And so it's either going to be her wearing your shoes or someone else. And so, you know, I don't know if that girl ever got her revenge. I wouldn't, I would not have felt comfortable doing something to her. Um, I mean, gotten her, not her revenge, her, her kind of just desserts. Um, but I, in this situation, Miss Vanjie, I do think, number one, you have to protect your money. Beating this girl up or something is not going to protect your money because where there's one shady queen goes down, another shady queen rises. And so bottom line is you need your friend to be there picking up the tips. Right. Not, not somebody else, you know? I mean... I stop the show and get down off the stage and get the tips. It sucks. <laughs> but you have to get your money. I don't know. Have you ever had a situation where anyone stole from you that you were working with, Caswell? Well, I don't I don't get tips the way a drag queen gets tips. Um, but I mean it could be it, it could even be not just tips. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've I'm I'm always super cautious about people stealing cuz I know people steal in clubs. I I often wear like two pairs of tube socks, okay, and like I always put my money right Why? in my sock. Like, oh. the, like <laughs> no, just if if I am like if I get paid for a gig before I go on, that shit is on me. I don't leave like I don't leave it in my backpack in the bag and shit like that. Like people stealing clubs all the time, and you know strippers talk about this shit all the fucking time. You know people stealing shit, people stealing thongs, people stealing their dollars, people stealing their clients and shit like that. So I, I just think that, like, you know, do the best that you can when you're on that stage and just make sure that you get that money. That's the most important thing because it's a, for real. Like, if it's not her, it's mm-hmm. going to be somebody else. Everyone's everyone's part of the struggle. No one's making a million dollars in the entertainment business if you're just working at a drag club every week in Austin, Texas. So I definitely think that you need to work – you need to – you need to work out a system for yourself that you get your dollars when they fall. Now, if you were to tell Fancy to get involved, I think you should tell Fancy she's got her shoes anyway because she's got her shit. And if you're cool with Fancy, you should just let her know regardless. You should just let her know, know regardless. And then m- maybe her punishment will be if Fancy picks up those shoes right before Miss Thing goes on stage. She has to go on stage barefoot. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's an that's enough of a punishment as is. Even even if she doesn't get her ass beat, I don't think anyone has to get their ass beat in this situation. I'm not gonna advocate. I don't think so either. And it's also really kind of tough to know what like if I don't know if there's any proof about the shoes. If she, you know, like real proof that you could say today, all after the fact that she stole the shoes. Because right. people people who do things like that are slick. 
They'll like steal your wallet, help you look for it. Right. They'll take your shoes. By the time you know they're gone, they've already been resold, purposed, repainted, and put back on the black market. Right. And so like, you know, if it's gone, it's gone. And I mean, I have some really nice stuff that I don't even realize is gone until I try to go and wear it again, like, like months later. later. Right. Yeah. And so I say, look, it's just, this is stuff. It's just stuff. Yes, it sucks. I think the worst part about having something stolen is feeling violated that somebody went into your bag, that somebody took your belongings, True. that and, and and was sneaky. And it's somebody around you that kind of was perpetrating and you don't know. And so that, to me, is the biggest thing. It's not the 10 or $20, like she said, even though that is your money. Right. But I do agree. We have to protect our money. You have to get down, stop the show, get them coins, ask your invite you. You must have a friend. There must be some friend that comes to the show. Tell them, or at least, you know, slip $5. If you're going to lose the money anyway, slip $5 to the waiter or the bartender. Say, look, when I finish my number, come and get this That's money a good and idea. I'll give you $5. That's a good idea. You know, That's something if you're going to lose $20 anyway. Um, and so that's what I think. But you know what? This is definitely, unfortunately, this is not that unique of a problem. It happens in every drag club, in every drag bar, in every part of the country. And it probably every happens club. anywhere that there's drag. Club. or Yeah, even if there's just go-go or anything. People walk in the um, back room all drunk, walking sideways and shit like that. They see $20 on the table. They just claim that $20. So I don't see anyone else. They're like another bum. Yeah. <laughs> You can't you can't be lax when it comes to shit like that in entertainment clubs. Everyone's fucked up. Yeah, that's the that's the moral of the story. Put it on a t shirt. That is the end of that. Um, so that's our advice. Please, please, please stay safe. Let us know what happens. Get your coins and work on. You know, what you should do. You should do that last note. You should do that. Um, this song. Uh, fancy. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reva McIntyre fancy. That's what you should do. And videotape it and send it to us. Let us know how it goes. In the meantime, let's move on to question. I just want to say I really like that drag name fancy now. It's a good drag name. That was a fake Okay, name let's move on. She gave. All right. I know. We'll move on. Uh, let's move on to question three. All right. Hey, Peppermint. Hey, Caswell. I'm a big fan of both y'all and I love tuning in every week. Thank you. I just so happen to be in a little bit of a shitty situation and I would like your advice. First of all, let me get to my details. I'm a straight black female and I've been working for a particular airline for the past three months. I love my job, but there are some customers that get on my nerves. But for the most part, I keep it highly professional and I don't let it get to me. Now there is this one regular client that always flies between Dallas and Fort Lauderdale. He is a Ooh, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is a white businessman and he flies first class with us about three or four times a week for his work, I assume. He gets really, really drunk and takes advantage of the free booze and drinks Johnny Walker Black nonstop. The drunker he gets, the more sexist and racist the remarks that come out of his mouth are. But me and the crew have learned to deal with him based on the fact that he is a loyal customer. One time, I went to make him his drink and he stopped me and said that he prefers it when the white girl makes his drink because she knows what she's doing. That's fucked. As I said, I've learned to be professional, but that really rubbed me the wrong way. So here's the thing. He has a mistress that he flies with every Friday. She is about 20 she is about 25 to 30 years younger than him, and they often get drunk, make out and watch movies together while on the flight. <laughs> Okay. Last week, the mistress got really drunk and she asked me to take a picture of her with him on my phone and email it to her so that she would have it. He was what? so wasted <laughs> that he didn't put up any argument 
of when I took the couple's picture. I am leaving my job at the end of January, and when I leave, I'm considering emailing these pictures to his wife or sending them to her on her Facebook. Yes, I was doing some trolling, and I found his Facebook online. Do you guys think that I should do this? My new job has nothing to do with the flight industry, and I feel that I would be safe. What do y'all think? Sign Delta Work Jameson. No, not Delta. You know, you, you know I gave her the fake name Delta. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that she works for Delta. Because they don't do not have a direct flight from Dallas to Fort They I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know if they do or not. I'm just everybody totally everybody kidding. stops in Dallas. Yeah, everybody has to stop in Dallas. Good grief, Delta work. <laughs> okay, that you said a whole lot, girl. I don't know. I've I've been in situations kind of like this. I mean, I think we all have. Anybody who works in the service industry or something where you have to deal with the public, I've had r- people that I, customers that I think are racist or certainly inappropriate. I've definitely dealt with people who are drunk and belligerent working in the bars and clubs. And I guess it really does come down to like, it's, it's always that thin line that can be crossed. You need to be professional up to a certain extent, but then after a certain while, you have the right to just defend yourself and tell them to stop their behavior. I definitely think it's pretty risky to to sort of meddle in the private lives of the customers. Um, but since you're leaving, <laughs> I don't know. I, you, uh, good thing you might be leaving because I think that you would not have a job when you got back. But I do think it is real slick to anonymously email that to her. I don't really know if I would... Probably what I would end up doing is instead of just like emailing her something like that, I would probably mail like print out the picture or mail a Christmas card with the picture and then give it to, you know, send it. It's weird to send it to them. You know, if he loses something or like something like that, don't let him know that he lost it on the flight and then send it back to him with a card in it and send it back like addressed to the family. Oh, happy holidays. Thanks for being such a great customer. Oh, since he's such a great customer, they're regular. You could send a bouquet of flowers to the house. Thanks for being such a great customer for you and your wife who travel with us three, four times a week and watch movies. Oh, Here's the picture that you asked us to take. Oh, you're smart. You're smart with your That's what I would today. do. You're smart. <laughs> Then this way, you're free and clear. You could keep your job. I mean, I don't know why you're leaving. It sounds like hopefully it's something better. Um, yeah, send you know, the card. That's what I would probably do. And have everybody, do. even the pilot, send the Christmas card. Sign it. Yeah. And every, yeah. And like, yeah, I think that's that's probably what I would do. Um, and then this way, it's it seems completely innocent and all of the shade is on him. You know, that's what I said. Damn, that's a good idea. So wait, so when she sends the Christmas card... Should she mm-hmm. the, the the tricky thing is that what she what she should do is put to Mr. and Mrs. blah 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 so that she opens it. But if if the mistress is on the flight, then this flight attendant theoretically knows the mistress's name based on the ticket. So Right. But he's the customer. He, she said he sometimes flies with her. Like I guess there's times like that, on she, that this woman is not Yeah, the woman's not there. And so then she could, so she could, I mean, it, it, you got culpable deniability there. We believe you if you, do, if you say he's our main customer, he's the face that we always recognize. Sometimes there's a woman with him. I don't know who it is. So you could just assume that that's his wife. You're assuming that this is his mistress. And so I think it's believable to be like, this is for him because he's the one who spends the money. He's the one who's the regular business class person with us. This woman would not be flying if it weren't for him. And so we're going to award him the holiday card, the bouquet, whatever. Um, And so we're going to send it to Mr. and Mrs. And don't even say who it's from. 
Just say to Mr. and no, Mrs. No, 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 no. You should say who you should. I mean, you could. You, you, no, but I'm saying on the front of it, on the on the front, like if you're mailing it to the house, you'd be like Southwest you Airlines, you, whatever. Yeah, I, I guess it could be, but it should be definitely be addressed to Mr. and Mrs. with the picture kind of buried deep inside, and make sure the delivery takes place when you know he's going to be on that flight, so that it gets to the house when he's he's not. You know, like the the post office has to be delivering the package. If you fly every Friday at noon, that that's when the the damn the, the Pep, I think you've done be this delivered. before. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've done this before. <laughs> I'm a woman, and so and so that's what you have to do. And then this way, you can guarantee that the wife will get it. She'll see Mister and Missus on it. She'll open it up. She'll see the surprise, scary picture. But it'll be in a nice package of "We care about you so much, and we're not. We don't mean to do anything shady." <laughs> and then all of the blame is on him. <laughs> That's my advice. I think that's really good <laughs> advice. I was thinking, I was thinking like, I was thinking like, send it. Can you make a fake Facebook? Do they, is like, uh. You know, they seem to be getting real hard to do that these days because they're always shutting down profiles. And I mean, at least on Instagram, who's owned by Facebook, that they are always constantly like deleting fraudulent accounts, um, you know, Finstas fake accounts, things like that. So I don't know. I'm sure you can create one, but it doesn't take very long for them to like realize you're not using it and delete it. But you can create one. It's hard to be nice when people say fucked up shit. And that's like, I can just like, I mean, like if someone had the gall to be like, let the let the let the pretty white legged lady make my drink. She knows what she's doing. Then uh, can you just uh, fucking imagine? <laughs> yes, I can. I was um I had a I was in this is stupid, but I I was doing a show. I was twelve years old, and I mean this is kind of deep, but I was twelve years old. I was doing a play, community theater play. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like of, I was a barracuda. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a show. I was doing a play as a twelve year old. I was out in um, Rising Sun, Maryland, which there's they say was at one point in time the KKK capital of America. In Maryland and. Maryland, yeah, where they were, and I think that has to do with them maybe officially moving some type of headquarters or something there. But there was a moment in time in the mid or late '90s when the KKK kind of went underground, but not in this place in Maryland. They were like having parades every week, weekly parades. It was a lot. Bottom line is, this is they were unabashedly open about the the residents and community members that were in the KKK. So. I, for some reason, I said yes to a community theater play that we were doing. And me, it was like a bunch of um, Caucasian people, a bunch of white folks, and a couple of black folks out of like 20. And so we were really minority in that situation. And we went to do the play. We had a good time. I got along with everybody. And we were dancing. I remember, it was actually 1993. So I was like 13. We were um, dancing to Janet Jackson's If in the oh, parking shit. lot. <laughs> I, 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 now, let me just bring you back to, to the second time Peppermint had to assault somebody with her lip syncing performance on RuPaul's Drag Race. And you slid across the stage. I was just thinking about this yesterday. And you did that Janet Jackson If choreography. And I was like, okay, this bitch won. All right, I don't have to worry anymore. Because I was watching TV, like, like clutching my pearls, like, bitch, you better not go home. I knew you wouldn't tell me. You better not go home, bitch. And then I saw you do that move, like, who, who was, oh, that was against, that was, Alexis. that was a, Alexis, right, right, right. I was yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. You just brought it back for me. All right, okay. All right, so, so, so you, you were doing um, that. 
You were doing the if choreo. In the parking lot. And uh, we we had just gone into, we were at a, a pizza parlor, ate pizza, came out, and we're having jam into the music, dancing in the parking lot. And then a cop pulls up, and he's like, literally goes past all the other folks dancing. He, the problem was we were causing a ruckus in the parking lot. So he came to stop the ruckus. You got all these he white didn't talk to any, He didn't talk to any no other gays. There's all girls. Well, some of them might have been gay. But the point is, he was. He didn't even... He ignored all the other folks, all the other girls, and just came right to me and was like... He called me a couple of names and then was like, you're lucky it's daytime. The fuck does that even mean? <laughs> you what? You're 12 years old. I was, tw- I was actually 13, but still. Yeah, scared the hell out of me. I mean, I, this is different. I wasn't a work... This is, I guess, a completely different story because I wasn't working. He wasn't my customer. He wasn't drunk. But it really is... You don't know, like, how... People are going to come out of the side of their face and say some really backhanded stuff. Um, And you just have to deal with it, you know what I mean, in the best way that you can. Of course, I was like, yeah, yeah, yes, um, you know, like, yes, so kind of like, I just didn't want to get arrested or beaten or worse. I mean, he said nighttime. I was like, oh, my God, I'm fearing for my safety. That's frightening. You're Um, 13 years old. Barely, yeah, it was, barely a teenager. I, 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 I shudder every time I see police officers to this day, unfortunately. But I digress. It was certainly not the same situation as me knowing about his mistress. I'm sure he's got some skeletons in his closet, that officer. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you were saying somebody would do a Facebook page and like anonymously do it. I think what ends up happening is if you get a message from some strange Facebook page with one follower, one friend or whatever, <laughs> who's telling, who's giving proof and spilling tea about your significant other, the first thing you're going to do is like, who is this? Who is this person? You're going to like try to dig into it. You're not going to trust what they say. And so I think you need to, it shouldn't be anonymous or like some weird Facebook page. I think it should just be, hey, it's me. Not only that Delta work, but they obviously know who took the picture. You're on the flight. Clearly. They know who took the picture. So if you are going to do something, do it in a sweet way and have all your tracks covered. Like just just know exactly what you're going to do. Have your story in line. Be like, oh, you know, I said I would send this to you. We sent on Christmas cards. We printed this out, blah, blah, blah. That's all. And not to mention, after you leave, they don't have any... If you if you do this after... That, that's the fucked up thing. It's like, you're leaving the end of January. You should send it as a Christmas card. But I'm saying mm-hmm. that if the guy called up by rate and he wanted to know your information, they can't They can't give it to you, obviously, while you're there. He might be able to figure it out while you are... They're part. not going to give it either way. They're not going to give it. They would never give her information. All right. Well, I, I think you should do what Pep did. I think that was good advice. That was better than I could have come up. I think that you should definitely send the Christmas card with a smile, throw some candy in there. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy New Year's. And definitely let us know what happens. And let us know as soon as you send it, because I'm going to put this on the recap episode. <laughs> that is our show for today. Remember, revenge is a dish that is best served cold. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. You can follow us on our social medias at instagram it's a mess podcast uh twitter it's a mess podcast hit us up with an email let us know how much you love us let us know your calamity at askkazandpep at gmail.com give us all the details also definitely make sure we know who you are 
Like, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but it's good for us to know, like, what you're, where you're from, how old you are, what your situation is, even what your, your gender identity and your ethnicity and all that kind of stuff is, because that helps us. And as usual, though, do not leave us your name, because all faces, places, and names have been changed to protect the innocent. And the guilty. (laughs) For now, that is the show. I'm Peppermint. I am Caswell. We'll see you next time. See you next week. Love you. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Pew, pew, pew.